The views and opinions expressed in the following program are those of the speaker and don't necessarily represent those of the station, its staff, management, or ownership. Thanks for tuning in to Clearview Hudson Valley on your favorite local iHeartRadio station. Proudly brought to you each week by Accent Insurance Services, an independent insurance agency helping clients like you save on auto, home, and business insurance. Visit AccentFGInsurance.com for more info. Hey, it's Uncle Mike, and joining me in the studio this morning are three members of the STEAM team from Goshen High School. We'll explain what that is in just a minute. Joining me is Joe Fedor, a tech teacher, and I guess he's the chairman of the program now, Dylan Johnson, who also is a tech teacher at Goshen, and Danielle Linguanti, who is the internship coordinator, which is an interesting term for high school now. But, you know, Before we went on the air, I had explained that I had gone to Monroe Woodbury a long time ago. I wish there was an internship coordinator back then. STEAM is the program that they're promoting today, which is science, technology, engineering, art, and math. They have a big event coming up on October 23rd from 11 to 3 p.m. at the high school. It's a free event. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that, too. But before we get started, for the three of you, I, I always like our listeners to have a little bit of background about the voices behind the microphone. So ladies first, we'll, we'll start with Danielle. Good morning. Uh, Danielle, just a little bit of your background and, and what exactly an internship coordinator does. Sure. So I am Danielle Nguanti and I am the internship coordinator at the high school. I'm also the business teacher at the high school and my background is in business and marketing ed. Um, a little bit about the internship program. We started the program about eight years ago and we work to place students in the local community on the surrounding towns in internships that they're interested in pursuing. So it's very specific to their desire. If they're interested in law enforcement or mechanical engineering, um, we place them with a site supervisor in the community and they get to intern uh, three days a week. Wow. So, yeah, it's a really cool. cool program. And Joe? Hello, Uncle Mike. Hi. Give us a little bit about your background. Sure. So my background. So I um, actually started out uh, in college for architecture. So I hold a degree in architecture and decided it wasn't for me. Um, but my whole entire life, I was into working with my hands. So I spent a lot of time when I was young running heavy equipment and in the construction industry. Um, and then I also uh, was a member of the stage crew when I was at school. And I loved it so much that after I decided to not do architecture, they invited me back to be an advisor. And then I kind of decided I'm going to go into education. So here we are. Wow. And last but not least, uh, Dylan, how about a little bit about yourself? Yeah. So I'm Dylan Johnson. Um, I'm a tech teacher also at Goshen High School. Um, I kind of did more of a traditional route, I guess. I graduated high school, went to college for technology education and got my degree. I just, I, the reason I got into teaching is just, you know, you, every teacher, I think is the same thing. You have that one person that's really changed your life and you just want to go and you want to, you know, change another student's life. And being able to do that through hands-on stuff is kind of, um, you know, what we find enjoyable, I guess. Interesting. And, and Danielle, I'm going to come back to you for a minute because what Joe just said, I think is very important. Too many students, especially today with the cost of school, whether it be college or trade school, that you know, they get involved in something that they think they really want to do, but then if you spend four years getting that degree or, or, or wherever, wherever trade school you go to, and then you get out and get in the workforce, all of a sudden, if you've dis you discover, wow, I don't really want to do this, or this isn't for me, you've wasted a couple of years. And, and like Joe was saying, your job to put them in, in, the, in with businesses who are doing whatever their career choice, they think their career choice may be, is very important because you're not only exposing them to what it may be like for what they want to do, 
but they may realize maybe this isn't for me, right? Is that, does that yes. happen a lot? So we actually, I tell the students in the beginning, if you have an internship that you think is successful, that's great. If you have an internship that you didn't think was successful, that's also great. Because what you've done is you've saved yourself a lot of time and a lot of money obtaining a, a degree that you may not want to use. So I have had students come back and say, I'm so happy I did this, um, whether it be nursing or the legal field. It's just not really what I thought it was going to be. And then it helps them shift and change their course of action moving forward when they pursue college or if they decide to uh, join the workforce. And, and I think that's so important. And I think it's it's something... and. And, you know, I'm dating myself, but that didn't happen back when I was in school. You didn't have that option. Mm-hmm. I mean, it it kind of there were kind of things like that existing, but not a program like this that focused on it and really encouraged students to go out there and try different things. And maybe you'll find something because sometimes maybe they try something that they're not really sure about, but then they find out they really are interested in this. Absolutely. So, so that's that's dynamite. Absolutely. Um, which one of you can, let's talk about STEAM, which is science, technology, engineering, art, math. What is that program? What is that all about? Yeah, so um, STEAM. So, I mean, most people probably know it as STEM, right? STEM is probably was the key word, um, which is science, technology, engineering, math. And it's kind of transitioned more to the STEAM aspect, which is same thing, science, technology, engineering, arts, math. Um, the key focus now is that the art side is everything done in a lot of those fields is very design-based. So the art art part is critical. Um, and, you know, that encompasses so many different things from, you know, nursing to being a doctor um, to doing stuff with apps, computer science, software engineering, architecture, civil engineering, um, you know, banking or being a, you know, I don't know, something in the math field. Um, and then just your regular artist stuff. So what comes with us is that we have these programs that we offer. Um, and the side of this STEAM event is kind of the take on it is like a college fair. Um, but the trades are important, right? So our college fair is very um you know, there will be a few colleges there to represent and to talk about that. Um, but we're going to have businesses there. We're going to have manufacturing companies. And the best thing about this event is that everybody's kind of in unison and what we support and that we need to promote STEAM, specifically women in STEAM and not necessarily the businesses or the college um, and just getting people engaged in those different career opportunities. So, so this event that you're holding, we should have said that in the beginning, this is focusing on women in STEAM. Correct. And in the past 10 years, I'd say maybe a little bit longer than that, all of a sudden there's a lot of career fields that have opened up to women. Not for any other reason than everybody finally realized, well, you know, women can do this just as well as men can, and they should be given the opportunities to do that. And because of programs like this, you're now encouraging that. I mean, you know, women, you know, women in the military, all of a sudden, you know, in, in the last few years, women are in combat now and that never used to happen, but they got in combat and, and they do as well or better than the men do. So yeah, why aren't we doing that? So I think focusing on this for, you know, STEAM is a great program to begin with, but to focus on women in STEAM is really important. And I think it's really timely, right? I mean, this is the time to, to really promote this and push it and, you know, kudos to you guys for doing this. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. So we'll touch real quickly on the past uh, 20, 21 months. We've had a little problem called COVID that has really disrupted the education program. 
And I again, I think the timing for this couldn't be better because we're getting into the new normal, whatever that's going to be. And this is something new, newer. And uh, what what a what great timing to you know come out now. You're you're everybody's back in school now, right? We're back. Uh, I, I yes, don't know if it's full back. time. Or, we are back full time, and we are no longer hybrid. We are completely in person. And and that's got to be a relief to all of you in the room here. I know the teachers had a real hard time with it, and and the students had a hard. You know, the students lost really lost a year there. I mean, I, I know I saw some students that were able to get through this, but a lot of them struggled with it. A lot of them that we talked to feel they lost a year because they didn't have the one-on-one or the, the in-person learning, and they didn't absorb what they were learning. And, and let's face it, you know. I have a lot of uh, charity boards I serve on, and they were all Zoom meetings, and I can't stand Zoom. Mm-hmm. I, 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 I don't know about you, but anytime I'm on a Zoom meeting, I feel like everybody else is is multitasking and not paying attention to what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I'm sh- and you know the students in a lot of cases were sidetracked and not paying attention. They weren't they weren't focusing on the on the on whatever the program was they were supposed to be watching, and you know some of them their parents were doing other things and they couldn't stay on top of them, so. It, it was it was probably the only alternative because of the situation we were in, but it wasn't the best. No. And now you're back in, in the class, teachers doing what they do best, teaching students, you know, live in the classroom. Because, you know, I know you can, you, can, you can see in a student's eyes whether they're getting it or not. Mm-hmm. And through that computer, you have no idea if they're absorbing it or what they're doing. And uh, anyway, I mean, I don't want to spend a lot of time on that, but how about a little perspective from, from the teacher's side? What you, you know, it was hard for you too. I mean, it was a whole new world for everybody. And now all of a sudden, all the training you'd gone through and all the experience you had was kind of, oh, now what do we do? And how do we do this? So how did you get through that? How, what was that like? Oh my goodness. I I guess we just, um, sometimes you do things because you have to and you adapt. Uh, So I, I really think that's pretty much what most of the teachers tried to do. I'm sure some didn't adapt as well as others, and I don't even know if we adapted well, to tell you the truth. Uh, But we're glad to be back in person again. Dylan and I made a couple goals this year. One of them happens to be to just get to know our students better uh, because we missed that last year. We didn't see any of them and we didn't really get to know them and what they like and and which kind of goes farther. We use that information to help them kind of drive their future. So if we don't know anything about them, it's really hard to help. So we're glad to be back. I was always fascinated with education because to me, it seemed like you know, all of us have gone to school and gone through school and everybody got different things out of out of their education. But I always felt like the, the most important part of education and the most important job that a teacher has is teaching the students how to learn, not so much the content. Mm-hmm. That's funny, Mike. But 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 it's it's how to learn. No, that's actually... And a lot of kids don't learn how to learn. Yeah. And that makes it hard, especially in the formative years. They get into higher education. If they don't know how to learn, they're in a lot of trouble. Yeah, Dylan is probably getting tired of hearing this, but every year the first day I actually ask the students if they know why they're there. And they give me the, because we have to be in the whatever else's. And uh, finally we get around to the idea that they're there to learn how to learn more than anything else because there isn't going to be uh, an us down the road. They have to do it all on their own. So I'm yeah. glad you said that. Yeah, well, I was always <laughs> I always felt like that was really the purpose of education. I mean, yeah, the content is important. I mean, you've got to, you know, you've got to be able to remember facts and figures and whatever subject you're in. But if you don't know how to absorb that and you don't know how to process that and then be able to use it down the road, then it doesn't matter how much memory you have if you don't know how to how to use that. 
Uh, talk a little bit more about that, Dylan. I mean, yeah. So I mean, um, another thing we always promote, like the two main focuses of our what we teach is critical thinking and problem solving. Right, those two things you can do pretty much anything you want to, and knowing how to learn and being able to do those things, think things through, make things work on your own. Um, you know, it's all about making these these students successful. I guess is at the end of the day is the biggest part of it all. It's interesting because a lot of different uh, disciplines. If you want to be a, a lawyer or a doctor or an engineer, most schools for that want a broad background before you concentrate on your your law degree or your medical degree. You know, a lot of times they're taking some. I know I know people who have gone through and become lawyers and doctors. Their first couple of years in their bachelor's degree, they're like, "What? What are you doing? Why am I taking this? What does this have to do?" But again, it gets back to they're trying to get them to a point where they can assess how well they can learn, how well are they going to be able to absorb. This this. So uh, yeah, that's that's really cool that you guys all have the same the same outlook. I'm glad mm-hmm. because I always felt the same way. I was like, you know, you're teaching us how to learn. The other stuff is important, but not as important. Let's talk real for a few minutes uh, uh, about the stigma of, uh, of of trade schools versus college, and 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 that's a big issue right now. You know, traditionally everybody always had that. Well, you know, you've got to go to college and get a degree, and and that's that's the the American dream, I guess, for education, but in today's world and reality, there's a lot more jobs available in the trades right now than the MBAs that are coming out of, you know, out of, because let's face it, this other thing that, that COVID has caused is a lot of the big corporations have completely restructured the way they do business. They don't need as many people anymore. And, you know, and, and I, I think a college degree is fantastic. And in a lot of disciplines, it's necessary, but there's not a lot of jobs out there right now. And in the trades are dying for people to work. So let's see if we can, you know, we've been talking on the morning show a lot about, let's get rid of that stigma. It's not a, it's 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 still an education and it's a career path and I think that's really important right I mean yes I agree so I know within our discipline um, we're vocational education so it's something that we promote very strongly in our program um, it's mentioned to the students regularly in my class and in my internship program that college is a fantastic choice for many people um, but it's not for every person and there are so many possibilities for students to go to trade school and get degrees. I constantly talk about HVAC, electrical, plumbing. Um, I promote those as much as I would promote students going to obtain a a bachelor's degree. And I do think that um, in the past, I know in the past that students are asked, where do you plan to go to college? Not, have you considered going to trade school? And I think we definitely need to change the conversation. Sure. Well, and your program, getting them involved in a lot of businesses in the community is going to help that because mm-hmm. they may find something that they really like. And and there's a lot of trades out there where you can make a very good living at and, and it's much more stable in a, in a lot of senses. Uh, my own son, he's 26 now. And, uh, you know, we got to a point in high school, where we had that discussion, you know, you want to go to school, I'll figure it out how we're going to do it. But please don't make me spend $100,000 and then, you know, have you end up, you know, not working in what you got your degree in. Sure. He ended up going to Lincoln Tech and he became a diesel technician and he's making a heck of a living right now and he's happy. That's what he wanted to do. When he came to me and said that's what he wanted to do, I was like, okay, let's do it. Like him, a lot of the people that were at Lincoln Tech and a lot of the trade schools, I mean, within a couple weeks of his 
before his program ended, he had a job, mm-hmm. you know, because they're, the, the, the trades are all actively canvassing the trade schools to find out who's, you know, who, who's graduating, who's this, who's that. And, you know, so uh, that's great. I, I think that's great. Let's talk a little bit. They, they have a big event coming up. So this is focusing on women uh, in STEAM. It's on October 23rd at the Goshen High School from 11 to 3 p.m. It's a free event. Dylan, why don't you tell us a little bit about what's going to go on that day? Yeah. So um, Saturday, October 23rd, this event is very similar to, you know, what I said before, uh, to like a, a college fair. Um, but not only is there going to be colleges there, there's going to be mint, companies, businesses, um, and areas for people to, you know, kind of gauge your interest, get information about. Um, so, you know, when they get there at 11, um, we'll kind of have, you know, a little entry opening there. Um, and then pretty much it's a no pressure situation. So students can go around in small groups by themselves with parents, um, with whoever, and they can visit the areas and the businesses that they might be interested in to, you know, really get those real authentic answers that they're looking for. Because I get a lot of questions day in and day out. You know, I teach computer science classes, a lot of computer science classes, and they're like, you know, what does a computer scientist actually do? And as much as I know, you know, what the field is like and different projects and I have friends that work in the field, I can't speak for a computer scientist, you know, just the same way I can't speak for an interior designer or somebody that's, you know, a cabinetry maker. So it's their opportunity to really go there and and get authentic conversation and find out the details and gauge their interest on, you know, is this something I really want to do? So they'll walk around, they'll do that. There'll be food trucks there. So, you know, you guys, everybody can get some food and you know, different activities that Mr. Fedor here will talk about? Yeah, sure. So we wanted to do some uh, just like problem solving activities. So uh, we actually have uh, our friends with uh, the owner of President Container, and he always donates for us a bunch of corrugated. Uh, and we do projects with that, like uh, making a beam to see how much it'll hold or uh, making a vending machine out of corrugated cardboard and have it dispense something. So we're going to do some activities that the kids can just, here they are, this is what we're looking for, go for it, and just see what we can come up with. And and that's great for the kids because it gives them a little like self-worth. They see how they, how they can and can't do things. It helps them to gauge where they're at maybe. You know, it's very interesting. Computer science, you said you don't know, you can't explain exactly what a computer science person does, but... If you think about it, it's in every aspect of our life now. I mean, look what we're doing right now. Mm-hmm. In days of old, we'd be in a studio with a producer and we'd have carts and we'd have all. I run all the shows. You saw what you, you were on earlier in the week with Annie on Q92. She runs the entire show by herself from a computer. The entire show is in front of her. She doesn't have a producer. She doesn't have anybody else. Ryan is her, her, her partner on the show, but she really runs everything. And that's what's happened with computers now. It's taken it to a level where a really good computer scientist can run a, a multitude of tasks all at once. Yeah, and another thing too is like when, once you learn these skills, whether it's the trades or this computer science and being tech savvy, um, you know, you can still do something else. If that's still not your path, it's such a, you know, not necessarily a small part of your life, but you can go there, you know, in a few, one, two years, you know, get those skills, go from trade school, and then you can still go out from that. Um, but those, having those skills doesn't hurt you. It doesn't, it doesn't put you in debt. It doesn't hurt you in the sense that you still have those skills that make money later on in your life. I don't, not only that, I think it's almost a component that's necessary in a lot of jobs. You've got to have, you've got to be able to use the computer somewhat in in some capability. And I think maybe the more you understand it going in there, the better you're going to be able to excel at whatever career you, you end up in. 
I'll tell you a funny story about computers, though. I, I was, uh, I had a cardiologist. I had a, I drove a tractor trailer for 30 years. I was always in music. I ended up back here at the radio station about 10 years ago and stopped driving. I had enough after 30 years and turned a corner, and I've been doing this full-time ever since. But I had an issue where they thought there was something wrong with my heart. Went through all the testing, and I went to the cardiologist, a new cardiologist for the first time, and I walk in the room, and I thought he was about 12 years old. I mean, this was the youngest doctor. I, th- I thought it was Doogie Hauser that, that I went Hauser, to see. Yes. <laughs> and he you know walked who in. Hauser is. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know who you Well, it was a, a television show with a, a, a phenom who had become a doctor at a very early age. Yes. Okay. So this doctor uh, looked like him when I walked in. Well, when we walked in a room, you know, I'd never really met him one on one. I went and had all the tests, and he was re- he's sitting at a laptop. And he's talking to me while he's, uh-huh, I see this. That looks good. And he's going through, all right, you got six months. And I sat there. I said, what do you mean I've got six months? And he looked up. Well, come back and see me in six months. I said, Doc, you're a cardiologist, and you just told me you've got six months. You need to work on your bedside manner. I said, I didn't have a heart condition when I came in here, but I have one now. <laughs> and, and long story short, I didn't go back to him because I didn't really appreciate that. But that's one of those things where doctors, especially the medical field, is completely computer-driven now. Yep. And I would think that teaching has, has become a lot more tech-involved than, than it was in years past. I think many careers are deal with computers at some point or another throughout their day. Yeah. Um, even if it's just the storage of information, um, it's just a really nice way to house things, easy, organized um, so I think a lot of a lot of careers are moving that way. And I'm not downplaying. I think it's fantastic. I think it's made a lot of our a lot in a lot of ways made our lives easier. Mm-hmm. But you've got to understand where it fits and how to use it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's almost like a new aspect of literacy, right? You have the technology side now, rather than just reading and writing. You mm-hmm. kind of have to make it through life, be able to use technology and have you know some a standard of technological literacy. And the other thing you have to understand is how fast the technology moves. I mean, stuff that's coming out today will be obsolete in, in two months because they're, they're moving so fast. Our, ourselves, we're moving to a new system here that's going to start next year. They didn't show you. We have a we have a room the size of this room outside here that's the performance studio with all our servers that are in there. Well, when we go to this new system, it's in the cloud. That room is going to disappear. We don't need the servers anymore. Mm-hmm. So we'll be able to virtually, I can have a, a good laptop with a quality microphone. I could broadcast from my car as long as I had internet access. That's where it's going to. And we're all going to have to learn how to use that system. Now that we've figured out how to use this one, they're going to change it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's the way it works. That's what happens. Again, the event that we're talking about is Women in STEAM on October 23rd at the Goshen High School from 11 to 3 p.m. It's a free event. Dylan explained a little earlier that it'll be, a, it's almost like a, a job college fair combination. And you'll have an opportunity to meet a lot of different businesses, a lot of different schools, and you'll have the opportunity to ask the questions you need to ask, maybe learn a little bit about the business. And I'm sure if you're interested, the businesses are going to be taking the students' names and they'll have, you know, the Danielle will get involved and try to set some internships up and they'll have an opportunity to actually work maybe in the field that they're going to end up in or work in the field that they thought they were going to end up in. But then they'll, like we said earlier in the show, they'll realize, well, maybe this isn't for me. And I think that's great. So after the event's over, Danielle, what is your role with students? I mean, do you do you have, you, you teach business as well? I do. 
as this coordinator, do you have a, a, a daily time each day where you're meeting with students trying to line this? How does that work? How does the students, do they so, come to you or do you go to them? Or uh, The students um, show interest. We take we take students in, in about like May. The students will come in for a meeting um, to express their interest. They fill out an application for the program. Basically, the application is just to collect information about what they want to do, um, if they have anything in mind or any networks or contacts that they may want to work with. Um, once they're accepted into the program, they come to class with me for a period of two weeks where we just kind of get everyone started, um, teaching them things like how to ask questions, shake hands, eye contact, et cetera. And then after that two weeks, they go into the community on Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesdays for one hour right after eighth period. So they're back in time for clubs and sports. And then on Thursdays and Fridays, we meet as a class where they put together a portfolio with their resume, cover letter, um, letters of recommendation, sample work, et cetera, so that they have something tangible that they can leave with um, if they decide to move on to either work or if they want to um, attend college. Hmm. That's fantastic. That really is. It's really a leg up for us today for a student to have that process started that early because, you know, if you think about it, a lot of people, you go through college, you're, you're in your final year of college a lot, a lot mm-hmm. of times before you're even approaching that stage. So they've got that under their belt already. And then whatever direction they go in, again, like you were talking earlier, that's something that they don't ever lose. They always have that. So that's great. And many students also um, use the opportunity to network. So when they are in college or if they're looking for a job, they can reach back out to their site supervisor and they already have a contact in their local community. And a lot of times, depending on the business, that business may have an idea of businesses that they deal with all the time that are looking for people. So that that networking goes on as well. Like we don't really have anything right now in our organization, but you know, uh, people we buy the widgets from, Mm -hmm. they need people and you might be interested in that. Can I give them your name? And you you never know where that's going to lead. That's great. That's great. So Joe, in the few minutes we have left, where do you, where do you see this program going? Where would you like, what would you like to add to the program that you don't already have? Oh my goodness. So that's (laughs) anything we can is really the short, short answer, but um, we just want to keep, building opportunities for them, for our students. Everybody has talent. Uh, Our job is to kind of help them find out what their talent is. And there's a place for everybody in our society. So how many places can we get the right person in so that they're happy and they perform well? So those are really, but but building our program, uh, we'd love to at some point add another tech teacher. We just added a second business teacher. Um, we have our family and consumer science department as part of our department. So you know we're we're growing, but we want to just keep up with new things and and keep up with the times, really. So uh, Joe Fedor, uh, Dylan Johnson, and Danielle Linguantini, Linguantini, I'm getting it, I'm getting closer, uh, are joining me from the Goshen High School. They've got a big event coming up again this coming Saturday, October 23rd from 11 to 3 p.m., which is really a college job fair kind of combination, but a real opportunity for the students to get to know some of the businesses. Real quickly before we finish up, what has the acceptance in the business community to this been? How are the businesses? I would think the businesses would be excited about this. As as far as the um, internship program goes, they're very very open and uh, they're willing to host interns all the time because they they really value its educational worth. And I think they would say the same about the STEAM program. Yeah, the STEAM program, especially you know reaching out um, to different businesses just about this event. The you know, I, I can't, I just keep getting emails about, we want to volunteer, we want to help with this, we want to help with that. Um, and it's been great. They're very receptive and it's awesome to be able to reflect the local community and what's actually out there. 
it's interesting. We go out and broadcast on Manufacturing Day every year. We pick a different manufacturer, and every one of them, uh, they're, they're so excited. Uh, actually, the, the one of the ones we were at, they were in a hurry, not in a hurry, but they, they wanted to get the broadcast over with because they had a group of high school students coming in to tour their facility and explain to those students what they do. It was a very high-tech. They made high-tech coatings. It was a very you know high-tech company that was dealing with all over the world they were dealing, they were supplying companies. And the, the guy who was in charge of that at the time was like, we can't get enough high school students through here because he had two or three people who didn't really even think about doing what they were doing. But when they came through with the high school, it piqued their interest and they ended up pursuing the education they needed to do the job. And, and, and he kept that file of them. And, and when they came back after they had the qualifications, he hired them. That's great. That's great. So it's working. It's working. What you're doing is working, and it's great. Um, uh, Danielle, Dylan, and Joe, it's the fastest 30 minutes in radio. I know when we sat down, you thought, oh, my God, what are we going to talk about for 30 minutes? But we could talk about more, and we will talk about more. Actually, I'd like to have you back after the event. Let's see how the event went and uh, talk about this a little bit more because it's fascinating to me. Again, uh, as we said earlier, you, you, you confirmed what I always thought, that teachers – real job is to teach the children how to learn. And I think if that concept was out there a little bit more, it would make your jobs easier than they are. I mean, it's not an easy job being a teacher. I know you've got to deal with the crazy parents all the time. And sometimes it's, it's, it's more stress than you need, but you do a great job at it. This is a great program. Kudos for, for now stepping up and saying how important it is for women to get involved in this sector of all these jobs that you're, you're talking about are, Jobs that probably 15 years ago, women would probably not even think that they could get involved in because nobody wanted to hire them. And, and that was wrong. But thank God we've turned, turned the corner now and we're going that direction. So thanks for joining us again. They, Joe and Dylan and Danielle want to see you this coming Saturday at Goshen High School from 11 to 3 for this the Women in STEAM event. And go out there and uh, whether, whether you're a female or a male, you want them there to check this out. So uh, I hope it goes well, and we'll talk to you real soon. Thank you. Thank you Thank so you, much. Mike. Thank you. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Clearview Hudson Valley. And I want to remind you that all the episodes are available on the Clearview Hudson Valley podcast, available at iHeartRadio.com. I'm Uncle Mike, and if I don't see you out and about, I'll catch you on the radio. Have a great week, everyone.